the world today will tell you that you have to have a certain kind of appearance to achieve certain things in life. And I wonder about you. Do you demand that people have a certain appearance before they can have a relationship with you? And does God demand a certain appearance from people before they can have a relationship with him? Well, today's episode, we'll talk about all of that. The most important thing to remember is don't be fooled. This is Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff. And I'm your host, Greg McCollum. I'm going to tell you a story, a story that will inspire you and help you move closer to God through the small stuff in your life. A story to give you a glimpse of God that will surprise you with its simplicity and amaze you with its message. Take it from me, driving through Chicago can be bad for your health. I'm not talking about the never-ending road construction or the plague of a traffic jam that always clogs up the Dan Ryan Expressway. Even the worst Chicago traffic jam could not compare to what I faced when I was driving there one day and someone in a car ahead of me stuck a gun out of his window and aimed it at another car driving beside him. On that day, I would gladly have faced road construction or a traffic jam or even a plague instead of that gun. This actually happened. It was during a business trip to Chicago. At first, I didn't want to believe what I thought I saw. A gun held by a hand that was sticking out of one car window and pointed at a window in another car. And it was all happening just a short distance ahead of me. What was going on? Was it road rage? Gang violence? Would I be an eyewitness to a murder? Would I have to testify in court? Was I even safe? These and a hundred other thoughts raced through my mind in just a matter of seconds. Before I could arrive at any answers, the car being threatened suddenly pulled over to the shoulder and stopped. Immediately, the guy with the gun stopped his car, too, in the middle of the road. Now, this is an interstate highway in downtown Chicago. He didn't even bother with the shoulder. And when he stopped, everyone behind him also stopped, including me. I could hear a siren, but I couldn't tell where it was coming from. I thought someone must have called 911. I looked in my rearview mirror. No police cars in sight. No flashing lights anywhere. So I glanced back at the scene in front of me, and the man who had the gun was getting out of his car, just leaving it there in the center lane of the highway. And he was running towards the other guy in the stopped car on the shoulder with his gun in hand. And when that happened, the car on the shoulder took off 60 miles an hour 
going backwards on the shoulder. So the man with the gun ran to his car. He hopped in. He made a U-turn in the middle of a three-lane freeway and started driving the wrong way into one-way oncoming traffic and heading straight towards me. The thought crossed my mind that maybe I would end up getting shot or maybe my rental car would get rammed. Whatever, the situation didn't look good for me at that time. But as the gun guy got closer, I saw something that made me feel much, much better. His car was not a normal bad guy car. I could see flashing red and blue lights tucked away behind the grill on the front of his car. And as he passed me, I heard the sound of the siren pass too. It was an unmarked police car. The guy with the gun was not a bad guy after all. He was an undercover policeman. He was really the good guy. The problem was that I couldn't tell the good guy from the bad guy by looking at their outer appearances. I assumed the guy with the gun pointing the gun was the bad guy, and the guy trying to get away was a good guy, when actually the exact opposite was true. What I saw with my own two eyes deceived me. As I thought about it later... I was reminded of a story in the Bible about a guy named Samuel. Samuel had the same problem. His eyes had deceived him when he had judged by outer appearances only. God had called Samuel to find and anoint the next king of Israel. And he sent him to the family of a shepherd who lived in Bethlehem, whose name was Jesse. As soon as Samuel laid eyes on Jesse's oldest son, Samuel was sure that this was the one that God wanted him to choose as king. This was surely God's man. There must have been something royal about this son's physical appearance. But God had other ideas. Here's the way it's described in the Bible. It says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, For I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Have you ever made that same mistake yourself? It's easy to do, isn't it? It's sort of hardwired into our human nature. I used to wonder if people who looked at my church felt that way. If they looked at our outward appearance, they would not have been very impressed. Ours was an old building, needed lots of maintenance, and that was obvious. We had no parking lot to call our own, just street parking. No air conditioning, which, yes, was sweltering in the summer. We had a small congregation. We had a part-time pastor, me, And we were classified as an urban church. In other words, we were in the city, in an area that some people might have considered not particularly safe. But I would like to think that God would say to those people, do not look at the outward appearance, but look at their heart. Because at heart, we were a wonderful, loved each other. We treated each other as brothers and sisters regardless of race or age. And when we came to church on Sunday, 
we heard a remarkable choir, lots of prayer, and a word from God's Word. Some might call it old-fashioned today. Some might call it traditional. I called it beautiful. I also called it ministry. It's easy to do ministry where ministry is easy. But if you were a member of my church, you would have chosen to do ministry in a more difficult place, all the while giving and receiving so many blessings in the process, just like Jesus did, and Paul, and Peter, and John, and so many others who looked not only at what was on the outside, but at what was on the inside of people. They reached out to all sorts of people who did not look right from outward appearances. A Samaritan woman, a Roman centurion, a tax collector, a fisherman, an adulteress. People who even today might be turned away at the doors of some churches. But in Jesus' eyes, they were people who were worthy of his love. People who should hear his voice. And people whom he wanted to experience his forgiveness and salvation. If they meant that much to him... Shouldn't they also mean that much to us, no matter what they look like on the outside? And this is true of you, too. You don't have to qualify to come to Christ. You don't have to clean up your act first. You don't have to be a certain kind of person first. One of my favorite hymns is an old one. It's entitled, Just As I Am. And there's one verse in that song that speaks to me deeply, and it's relevant for what we're talking about here. Here's how that verse goes. Just as I am, poor, wretched, blind, sight rich as healing of the mind. Yea, all I need in thee to find, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Yeah, it may not be great singing, but the song is amazing. What does it say? Just as I am poor, wretched, blind. I mean, you can't get much worse off than that. Yea, all I need in thee, Jesus, to find, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. You can come just as you are. You need nothing more than yourself to be his. Just come to him. That's the only qualification, the only requirement. Nothing else is needed. Just one thing only. Come. This concludes today's episode of Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff. Did you know when Jesus was preaching and teaching, he never used words like justification, sanctification, glorification. He never used words like those to describe himself. God, God's Word, salvation, heaven, or eternity. Instead, when Jesus talked about theological concepts, he talked about the small stuff 
of life. We call them parables today. He did that because his listeners could understand the small stuff. They were living the small stuff every day. It was through the small stuff that Jesus helped people move closer to God. There are going to be no intimidating, scary, or overwhelming theological words as part of this podcast. You'll just encounter things like cups of coffee, home repair, signs on the side of the road, roller coasters, and french fries, all revealing something unique about God who meets you in real life ways every day. Thank you.